which means that and here we are in the ninth episode of a coffee with the greek he just blew my mind with an analysis of what poetry is really please repeat it george because really it blew my mind tell me about the story about the greek no it's not kind it's true i i thought i should have stopped because i i was so i was so taken by what you were saying that I forgot to turn it on. Okay. Well, so please. I hope I can repeat everything the, exactly. The story about the woman, the Chinese, okay, uh, the, so the Japanese-American woman. Uh, a, fr- a friend of the family, Japanese-American lady that uh, married to a Frenchman that lives in France but has uh, spent her life in different parts of the world. And... Uh, definitely a person of letters and of she's an intellectual she reached out to me at some point and said that she's really fallen in love with Cavafy is a Greek poet he's a Greek poet from the times of, from Alexandria are ah, old is like classic yeah no he's um, I don't know exactly but from Alexandria probably at the 20s or a little bit before that oh ah, this century No, not very long time ago, oh, okay, no. okay. but I don't remember exactly when. It's modern times. It's modern, modern times, time. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So this poet, Kavafi, is quite, is quite well known, not only in the Greek world, he's also known internationally. So she sent me an, a, a translation and the original of, a, of one called The City, called Ipolis. Now, this poem actually changed my life too. When, uh, since reading it um, so she had a few questions she wanted me to answer because she had the translation and she wanted to know how true it was to the original and uh, she wanted to know if it rhymes what it sounds like so I started to try and help her out and I started reading the poem now the translation by someone uh, a few translations that I looked at, more or less similar, um, they did actually give the same message that I, as an English-speaking Greek, you will do, you will do. would have taken if I read through it quickly. So for me, it's a little bit different because I'm English-speaking Greek, and Kavafi was, an, it was a Greek that spoke English with a Greek accent, uh, with an English accent. He spoke Greek with an English accent. Wow. He was, uh, He, was, he, he, was, he knew a lot of languages, and he was a poet, uh, he, was a, uh, he, was, he grew up in Alexandria, Egypt. His parents were wealthy, I don't know if they were industrialists or if they were, some, they were wealthy merchants of that, of that, you know, I can look it up and get back to you. But, uh, so, when I started reading, trying to, to look for for rhymes and to look for meaning and things like that for her. It was as if I was just going deeper and deeper and deeper, as if I was tearing away uh-huh. what we see in front of us. Like, like we're sitting here now, we're on a terrace, and we, I see a tree, and I see a wall, and I see the chairs, and somewhere you just grab and you tear it away, like a pa- paper, and you just see that there's something else behind there. And then you which tear is, more. Which is different, but it's also got to do with what you first saw. You tear again, you tear again, and you keep tearing, and you keep finding more and more. And you start, you start poking at it, and instead of... Uh, the gold starts pouring out. When I say gold, I mean that... Uh, it's meaning, meaning. Yeah, meaning. Precious, precious things. Yeah. Uh, Valuable. I couldn't help her in the end. She was very disappointed because, because she wanted to much. know if, they are, if, the, if the translation was true to the original. And I came to the conclusion that um, in any translation, it's just like taking a photograph. I mean, if you take a photograph of, a, of something, that, of a scene, like let's say we're sitting here for an hour, we're talking, friends, and we're having a long discussion, and somebody comes and snaps a, a shot of us. They're going to see exactly what anyone else would see yeah. but it's not alive it's no longer but they miss a lot of things hmm? they yeah, miss a lot of things. they will be able to say ah you know what they're doing this they're doing that they're doing that. but it will never be the real thing and that's what happens when you change from one language to another 
I think that's one of the problems with uh, serious uh, things like the Bible that gets translated over and over by different people and then interpreted. And can never, can never actually know the what the person was writing. We never know. But maybe this is a good thing because then we all start to extract some treasure the way we want it. But for sure, with the, with regards to the Bible, I read it many times that uh, the the intellectual advantage of the West in terms of curiosity and freedom. Mm-hmm versus the Muslim world, it comes exactly from that. Because in the, in, the, in the Christian world, it's normal, it's normal to read, uh, interpret, uh, converse, uh, debate, provide interpretation, provide meaning, provide you know, your take on of the Bible. Yeah without being considered uh, an, heret- an heretic, right? <coughs> In the Muslim world, it's not like that, because that's the word of God. And you can only read it in Arabic, and that's the final version, which is very, very, very childish. Very childish, because then you are a 40, 42, 43 year old, 46. 46 years old man. How many times have you seen your life or have you read something of uh, that is absolute right wrong green yellow in life in the world there is no such a thing and that, absolute uh, what is that is absolute yeah this is the, this is what this is where and that's what they claim this, this is, is a, where we are suffering with unhappiness in this world because everybody's on this quest for the absolute and there is no in, their, in their perception of it but and who yet who know things for absolute the children yeah so no no because i've been i've been looking at aesthetics and japanese aesthetics and greek world aesthetics and a few things came up in the japanese aesthetics that they have they have a concept of them. They they um, they celebrate incompleteness, imperfection, impermanence, because these things in themselves are the absolute. That's the constant. That's the constant. It's, yeah. And then if you look at the whole, if, you know, we live in an age of computers. Like computers are, the computer cannot function without a constant and a variable. It's like the, you know, the, if you see in ancient uh, civilizations, they have the snake that's uh, twirling around the stick, or there are two. If you look at DNA, it looks the same. There are two that are... Two eggs. Yeah. And let me get back to now where we started with the Bible, okay? I don't know about the Arabic. I'm not sure because I don't really pay much attention to the language. I don't understand it or anything, but... The Bible was written in Greek and in Latin. Officially in, in Greek church, was written. But it's, there is a Latin, yeah, yeah, a Latin Bible. The, the first version was in Greek. And the, and the Greek church acknowledges that because the church was one at some point, um, they acknowledge the Latin Bible and the Latin church acknowledges the Greek Bible. So these languages that they are written in, ancient Greek and uh, Latin, they're considered dead languages. That's what they call them. Like the French call them langue morte. Because they are not, they are, people don't use them anymore. Yeah, but they are not dead per se. They are dead. That you, we're not going to walk around talking in Latin. No. Or we're not going to walk in, around in, talking in, in ancient Greek either. Okay? In, Cala, in, in some region in Italy, they still do. A little bit, but it's, it's, it's different. Not exact, it's like I, I know, a, I know, I know. I know. All right, so, they are dead languages. They are, they are. But they're not. The, what I see them as is this elix that you said that uh, there's, the, there's the, the, the core and the other thing spirals around it so why I say this because the Greek Greek Bible ancient Greek you have the modern Greek people that speak modern Greek okay that they they're continuously taking words from elsewhere yeah you told me they're adopting it was the center so of, if, if of, you read, of the commerce shit. If you read the, the Bible in ancient Greek and then you try and read it in modern Greek, you, you don't see two anything. different languages, very different. But then you have Latin and Italian. 
completely right. different. So the Italian is the one that takes, puts back, and, sh and if something is missing, they go back to the root and find out what can we use. And also because Latin was spoken. And the Latin is even more because you have so many other Romance languages that are also based on giving back, taking and giving back. So these things are actually, they cannot exist without each other. But I don't think that Italian can exist without Latin. It's not absolutely. absolutely uh, it, will not. Be, it will probably end up being. Uh, no, but, uh, of course, but English, English cannot 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 exist without Latin. Or Greek, yeah. English is an, is is nice that it's got it's got it contains other languages. Right? So all these dead languages, Latin, Greek, okay. I don't know if you would call Sanskrit a dead language. I don't know. It's it's definitely the liturgical language yes. of the Hindus, okay. Yes. But these languages, they are like a banking account, all right? That you can you can take if you if you're short of something, you can go back and say, ah. But but, but they don't they, they don't take from anything because how they, can you be so sure? I that don't, they I don't, don't know. Take? It's, a, it's a question because let's say if you look at the Greek uh, no, I'm or the Latin, now. all right? So the Latin uh, church, everything is, uh, is there's a Bible, but there are other things that exist now. There are all kinds of prayers. There are all kinds of uh, lives of the saints uh, that they write them down. So they're going to write them down. First, they get written, uh, but, how but the words will come. Will will, will 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 not be used, but they'll be there. They'll become part of the. I, I'm sure that you. They can be contributed. So you are thinking that today, today, ancient Greek and ancient Latin, they are evolving still today? I believe so, yes. Okay. Wow. But the, the, the Bible the Bible, and certain things like the, the Jewish, the Hebrew, Torah and all these things, they guarantee that it doesn't change to a point where it's unrecognizable. It's like an anchor, you know, it holds... It holds them there. Like if you want to say, for example, uh, uh, soul, the soul is the sun, right? In Latin, that word is there, so it's it's guaranteed. If we ever need a word for that, we can go back and get it if we lost the word because we're speaking a dialect. But we cannot add that word. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You but you can add other things. You can add meaning. You can like uh, nowadays we have uh, we, we have invented a lot of words over time. Yeah, yeah. All the time we're inventing words. Robot, yeah. computer. So these words, uh, they find their way, they find their place. Yeah. But George, I want to ask you something about the two, two things. Mm -hmm. Did you see the message I sent you, the SMS? I'm watching something on Amazon yeah, Prime. Yeah, I saw, but I didn't watch anything yet. George, George, it's incredible. And also, Jordan Peterson does that. Because basically, that's what that's the, the same thing that we said before, meaning that he takes a, a liter classical li literature, it can be Pinocchio. He, he, he does a lecture on Pinocchio, mm -hmm. he does a lecture on uh, Ansel and Gretel, he does a lecture on the myth of Zeus. And the thing is that what I was telling you before. And what you explained to me, that's why I told you you blew, you blew my mind. Because my question was, is the writer or writers... Yes, because that's the, another question. Because okay. the, Greek, the Greek myth was not... The, the Greek mythology was written over centuries by many people. Yeah, like Homer, they don't know who... Homer, maybe there were 500 Homers throughout 45 years. you know years. what Homeros means in Greek? No. In, the, in, that, in that, that particular Greek, it means without eyes. Blind man, and so that imagine that's a blind man. I mean, so and uh, the, actually, the whole thing is about seeing behind the. Yeah. Uh, so it could have been a school of you know, a school of been, a philosophical yeah, school. It could have been a group of people. Uh, Mate, for sure, yeah. the, for sure. But the the, the the what I'm saying is that the, the my question was that yeah. the writer, yeah, do they know all this stuff? And you said. Maybe not at the intellectual level, but they have this stream of thought that comes from an incredible ability to perceive, analyze, elaborate, you know, the, 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 the concepts and feelings and meanings that it comes out in the form of images, 
but behind there is a world and they don't even know it intellectually they sure. know but they, 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 they feel it they know that they're fighting a battle yeah. but they don't they don't know exactly i mean it's it's a language that they speak yes and and the, the role of the public intellectual like jordan peterson is to look at this thing and take the gold out like you say that say ah look there is this but there is this and it's a never-ending story like you said you can keep tearing and tearing and tearing. so but whereas if you take a, f- a translation or a photograph it, 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 stops, it, it there. stops there, it yeah, stops there. there. yes yes so george I'm, I'm looking now at yeah. all the greek myths there is so much yeah there is so much it's, it's made by a french guy by the way it's okay. it's, it's a french uh, production translated very very well for english i mean you you will say that this is american it's it's amazing but it's amazing the story the story is okay but then when you start uh, it can be known or less known uh, there are things that i didn't know but then you start thinking about first of all the first the first thing that strikes me is that having a god that is human-like, that is human emotion, creates a much more accepting society, a much more a much more developed society. Because I think that our our perception and uh, representation of God, it's a unachievable perfection that makes us inherently imperfect inherently guilty inherently uh, there is a word with like with an inferiority complex like we are monkey and we are monkeys yes but this unachievable standard of perfection I think instills in you this thing about judging other people and fuck you while Zeus Zeus he was passionate he was screwing around he did war he, he put his friends he, he put his, his brothers in power so in a way in a way as a man you feel better about yourself instead of feeling this fucking presence above your head of this super god who is watching you who is much better than you who who made you imperfect Zeus, Zeus, much better. Because, for example, Zeus failed many times. Zeus, he, he, there was the story of this, one of his lovers, I don't remember the name, that uh, she was pregnant from, he had like 532 children. She was pregnant about, uh, she was pre- pregnant with one of his children. And his wife, Zeus' wife, found out, and she was really jealous, and she wanted to kill the woman. So Zeus transformed the woman into a bear, a bear like the animal, and, and tell them, go hide. Was com- this one was completely useless because he couldn't protect her, and the wife found her and killed her. God can protect everybody. So you see, just the fact that Zeus can fail, it makes you feel better about yourself. It, you create a society where there is not so much judgment. You see what I'm saying? When there is not so much, I think hate, they are more relaxed. That's why in the in the Latin world there was no problem about being gay. Gay was okay. There is no judgment. Everybody in the Latin and Greek world, but Ansi, he was encouraged. He was encouraged. Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. He was encouraged from for boys not to not to meet not to mingle to sexually with women until they are 20 then do whatever you know but so i'm not saying it's right or wrong but what i'm saying is that for sure being gay was okay for sure being of another race was much more okay than later on for sure there was no problem about religion because you give to caesar what of Caesar and to God was of God which is the motto of the Christian but it never happened because we also persecuted everybody but in the Latin world the, the, the original uh, give, to, give to Caesar what's of Caesar and give to God uh, what's of God 
it doesn't come from Jesus. It comes from the Latin and Greek world. Because in those places, you pay your taxes, pray whatever you want. So Jesus didn't invent anything. He, he took it from, 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 you know. So I love this Greek mythology. I always had. And there is, behind there is so much stuff, George. So much to extract. Mamma mia. All and mythology, I, all mythology. And can I tell you something? Maybe this is stupid. I know. I know. And this is not me thinking about uh, oh, Illuminati. No, no, no. It's not a conspiracy. But I know that throughout the 2,000 years of the church, I know that the high ranks of the clergy, they never abandon Greek and Latin mythology. Maybe they were studying it secretly. Because in those things, in the Greek and, and Latin mythology, there are the virtues, there are the pearls, mm -hmm. there are the messages that a man should carry with him. Man or woman, eh? But, yeah. And I am sure that in 2,000 years of Christianity, secretly or less secretly, they, they kept studying it. They kept, even secretly, but so, they started looking at Zeus. They never stopped. People, so, people of culture, eh? People so of culture. The way I see it, I see it that from further back than we can go, okay? There have always been people that question, people, that, people that are not, not convinced, okay? But they're also open to the possibilities of any possibilities, okay? So even in a time when, when there is when people start saying, ah, you know, these things that the church is saying are not true, and uh, we don't believe this, we believe in science, they can also become dogmatic and limited, okay? But there are always people that, they want to see beyond, they want to tear away that, the, the, what's covering, like the, the facade, and look behind what's really happening, okay? So, there has always been an oppression of, uh, there's been a battle, and it's not, it's not an official battle. It could be bet even between the, uh, fr two friends or between a, a husband and wife or could be within an institution or within bigger groups, smaller groups. There's a constant battle going on with people that, that they want, they, 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 they're open to the possibilities of them. We don't know. And there are people that, that believe that they know. So people used to say the earth is flat. And there were people that saying, maybe it's not flat, you know? And they're saying, ah, how can you dare say that? Huh? Nowadays, people are saying, the earth is round, okay? There is no difference between the people today that are saying the earth is round, the people that are saying the earth is flat. Because those people were, were stopping there, they were limited, they were not open to any other possibilities. So, maybe in some generations from today, you will find that they'll say, you know, people used to think the Earth was round, but actually, in actual fact, it has a, a shifting shape that's like, it's fluid, basically, that if you look at it at any given time, it, it has a spherical shape, but it's never the same shape, and, then, and, and they will have a completely different outlook to life, and they will completely disregard what we say today. So that means that the, those people in the future will will have been allowed to see the world that way because of people that question that say maybe there's more maybe it's true maybe what, what is light what is this what is that okay so as a result these people that are fighting the battle they cannot express themselves so they express themselves allegorically they express themselves in poetry in art and I've, 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 I've come to a conclusion that all this talk of uh, what was it alchemy it was just when they say turning lead into gold, it's basically that you have a weight, you know, any weight, that anything that's holding you down, and you, you modify it into something that no longer is holding you down, and it liberates you. So, for example, people believed that there were gods in the sky. Maybe those people that made the mythology didn't, weren't convinced. They say, I don't know. What's, what's, so they would start saying stories. Because the story would be accepted by the people that said, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a guy with a big hammer or like Thor or whatever. 
but they could also say what they were thinking at the same time and it continues so it's a language so what you said about the higher ranks of the church that they would continuously they, they read kept, they kept because they're learning a language and I think if you know that language the ability to see further to, to, to extract some treasure out of something then you can read the parables of Christ and every time and you read them more. every time you read them so, you know, I used to think it's this, yeah, yeah. but actually it could be my, this too. My dad's, my dad's exactly. So it's like a, like a dictionary. Yes, yes, but that's exactly what Jordan Peterson uh, he, 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 he does. It. He does it with the Bible too, and I like it. But you can do it even you, with uh, with Tom and Jerry if you really want to. Or I feel, you Pinocchio know. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You, that you can see that there is something implied. The, the meaning, the meaning. Yeah. The, the, what I'm saying is that uh, possibly, George, Anything that catches your attention, anything that catches your attention, that entertains you, there is something behind that. Yeah. Even ourselves, you know how they say, know yourself? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've started to say that you know, there is probably not one person on earth that knows any one person in its, in, his, in, the, in its entirety. Not even himself. Not even himself, not even any person, right? So, the, the, fact that, uh, the fact that we have an emotional side, have an intellectual side, there's a battle going on between our, our actual, even ourselves, like each person is, going, is continuously battling with themselves. You know, that, uh, we don't know why we don't want to do this, or why we have to do that. So the, me, me, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it, but it's but very difficult. I think that's what the whole, how all these poems come out, because that person, it's a struggle, the writer no? is struggling. So this is, this is kind of like the fruits of a, of a battle. And if you start to see the world like that, you look around you and you see birds flying, and you think, wow, you know, this, there's a war going on everywhere. Not a war, like a Battle. You see the bees, and then you see they're playing, and then you see another bee come, and it fights it away, and you think you're watching fighter, fighter plays. But that's why, George, what you said before, talking about the struggle, talking about science within us, around us, everywhere, talking about science, no? Yeah. Uh, until, until the early early 20th century. The scientists, they were sure that Newtonian physics was explaining everything. And it was. And it are, was a photograph. It was a are, snapshot what they saw that moment. We are sending rockets to the moon huh, thanks to Newtonian physics. So it works. It's a fact. It works. However, then... But we can't stop there. Then, then Einstein came around and he said, yeah, it works. It works but, under these conditions. If you change these conditions, then you see that different stuff happens. Yeah. And Einstein said, I'm sure, I'm sure that 50, 40, 200 years from now, somebody will come along and will say that I was wrong. And it will be That's, true. And it will be true. But, but it's not wrong now. But it's not wrong now. And it will not be wrong later. It's just that you don't want to lose anything. That's why I, I don't like people who are... Uh, uh, they have blind faith and they are dogmatic in anything. It can be religion. But isn't that part of the struggle that you're going to have that and that each one of us, each and every one of us, I, at some point, I somewhere, a, has that? I think it's a way to avoid the struggle. Because the yeah, because we're, the, not, we're not perfect. I mean, we're not invincible. So sometimes the struggle is too much. At that, some, we're fighting here, but over there we can't. And I agree. So... So anyone, for in, due to intellectual honesty, due to intellectual honesty, if uh, a religious person will come to me and say, "Look, I know that this is bullshit, but but I am mortal. I am limited. I am scared. I am I'm, I'm tired of battling everywhere." At least in this aspect of my life, I want to be, I want to have peace of mind. That if a religious person will come to me and say this, 
I lift my hat and I said, I have deep respect for you. What I don't like is the dogmatic people who are dogmatic for, the ex for those exact reasons. For those reasons, but they sound like uh, they don't. They, they, um, they're dogmatic, like for they don't know why. Like try to understand. Try to understand why you need an absolute truth. You know, everybody. I I need it. I would love to have absolute truths. I cannot find it. I'm I'm in constant struggle. There is no absolute truth. I'm sorry. There is one. And we die. That's an absolute truth. We need to die. We are limited. Yeah. So if we are limited, we, maybe the, the this quest for absolute is to, to actually deny that we yeah, are limited. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a way of... Avoiding limitation. It's, it's a way of uh, silencing that voice that says, you can die at any moment. You, yeah. can, you get sick at any moment. Yeah. Things are not under your control. Ah, you know what? There is a God that controls everything. The voice is silenced. So, if a religious person will come to me and say, look, it's unbearable to me. I need, for this aspect of my life, I need order. I need, and so, I choose to be dogmatic. Then I would say, you know what? I have the huge respect. Because, first of all, you are showing your vulnerabilities, which is only the job of the strongest people. Okay. Only the strongest people show the check. The strong man is not the strong man. The strongest man is the guy who said, you know, I cannot run that fast. I'm not that intelligent. I'm I don't want to. Maybe. I, Maybe know. I don't want to. Or, or, or I'm, I'm envious. I'm jealous. Mm. I, I wish I was blah, blah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I get, I get mad very easy. You know, the most, the strongest people are not the, are the, are the people who are not afraid of showing their vulnerability. So, but uh, also they're the ones that get tested, right? So you show your vulnerability, and that's where you will be. That's where you will be tested. That's where you will be hit. Eventually, you might, one might become, uh, what's the word? Uh, Tempered, because you show your vulnerability and you get you continuously getting attacked on your vulnerability, you will become tempered, just like steel gets tempered yeah, with heat yeah. and it gets you, harder. So you will become you, better. You can overcome that, but that's why the first part, the first step is awareness. The first step is always yeah. awareness. Well, in the in the yogic culture, the whole idea is to reach a point of awareness. But that's why, if you are dogmatic. You don't have any awareness because you don't even go there. Yeah. You don't even go there because you say, you know what? God takes care of everything. Uh, the Republican Party takes over everything. But let's let's all, let me ask you this now. Let's say you you you're in a state of self knowledge. A good, you have reached a good point where you you have you are an, you're very honest with yourself and with your surroundings. And then you read. You, let's say you read the Bible. What would, how would you how would what would it do for you? You know what I, I it would do good. I've I've got the suspicion. I actually said it, and I I would like to continue saying it until someone proves me wrong. Okay, that w when you read the Bible, it uh, it uh, what's the word when you make something bigger? It uh, enhances. It enlarges or it multiplies. It gives it gives momentum to how you are at that moment. So if you open the Bible and you start reading the Bible and you're depressed, Even you're going to become more depressed. But that isn't it true if about you, If you're reading it and, you're, and you have love in your heart, you're going to love more. But if you're true jealous, about you're going to have jealous. So the point is that you have to prepare yourself when you read these things. You have to be in the right frame of mind because if you go and you read something and you're depressed, you're going to go around and teach people about, but uh, pr preach people depression. <laughs> but that's why you do the, how do you say, it's very important, the job of a public intellectual. A priest can be a public intellectual because a, a, somebody who speaks to the public that can be a, 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 a clergyman yeah. or a, a layman or a secular whatever, scholar or whatever, 
Someone that's, they, they that's have, at peace with himself. They, exactly. They have a very, very big responsibility. Yeah. Because they, those guys are the people who do the job of going there, try to extract meaning, and then regurgitate it to somebody. Yeah. And so if they are tainted by anything, it by you, that's what you'll get. You will extract. It's like looking in the mirror. By their own limitations. Or, or by political influence, and then you can extract the most peace and loving passage of, of, the, of any scripture and say, we need to go to wage war. Yeah. Or example, you know how they pray for the enemies? Someone is feeling what they call passive aggressive. They will not be praying for the enemies. They'll be, they'll be saying it, but in front of someone and saying, and it, it will come across passive aggressive right but if you really which it's impossible that's the absolute you cannot reach a point where somebody has really hurt you and you have no pain from that person can you reach a point it's unreachable it's I don't know can you forgive the person who killed your children can you let's say that you, that you can forgive anyone for anything but not straight away yeah, so no, you not straight away. So no, it's it's impossible for you to walk around all day long, floating on a cloud, and uh, people are hitting but, you and you're saying thank you, but I that's, love you, but that's why God George, bless you. We go back to what I was telling you before. It's much better to have a God like Zeus than a God like our God. Because, I don't know because because we, Zeus is like you. You don't have this fucking uh, uh, impossible, unachievable stake of perfection which is natural is not in the world it's for, children. it's for children there's a difference in the polytheistic uh, societies before there were many different gods and many people each person had was was, was a was had pledged allegiance or submission to not necessarily just one maybe one or maybe a few or whatever but sometimes there the were human sacrifices and things like that. There were all kinds of sacrifices, okay? But since Christianity, there is no... The, the only sacrifice that you make is... The witch hunting. That's a human sacrifice. Maybe that was a misinterpretation. Of course, but... That <laughs> I know. From the Christian perspective, the only sacrifice you make is that you, you forgive the other person. That's your sacrifice. So you turn the other cheek. So you sacrifice your ego. You know, but I don't know. Me, me, George, I have, I have but a problem. The, with going back to when you were saying about the the ancient uh, Romans and Greeks, how they they venerated certain deities. When I, when I look, there are certain things that I find more interesting than than the traditional, you know, like Zeus and all that. It's the ones like Concordia or yeah, they lead, they lead Themis, or that they're, they're virtues basically, yeah, yes. like. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, George, the the Abrahamic, the Abrahamic religions are for children, because only children think in absolute. But uh, if you if you grow up in one of these, uh, and I am, I am grown. And you've been told the stories, like, I mean, you you we, in school we were taught all the Bible stories. Ah, so we know the story of Noah, we know the story of Moses, we know the story. We know all of these stories. Yes. Does it, does it possible that when you reach, when you reach adulthood, then you can go and read the Odyssey and start to, yes. see, start to see, yes, much more than someone yeah, yeah, that didn't, that yes. you've been given eyes. That uh, yes, if you, if you are sensible, if you are sensible to art, to curiosity. Because then, then anything, anything. Isn't that what it does? Like when you're a, like as a child, when there's religion, they tell you that God and the angels, and, and then you st you start absolutely everybody doubts, okay, at some point. But you, but a child believes also. Ma, ma, ma. So now you have this. You've been given this key that you, you you believe a story, but you doubt it. It's natural to doubt, right? Whereas if you grow up not, not believing and not doubting, then you cannot ever say, no, no, no. is there more? You no. cannot read behind, the, you cannot read the... George, I, I, I agree 100% with you. You need, 
you need as a child somebody who lies to you so you will have the intellectual curiosity to go and destroy it. But then look Absolutely. At, look at the Aesop's fables. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lie because you know that it's a lie. Because they're telling you that the lion, the lion was talking to yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lion was talking yeah, to the sheep yeah, or whatever yeah. and, the, and the bird said this. So the kid knows that it's a lie. Right? Yes. But, but, there, you but the there's a moral and a meaning. Yes. So at the, at the same time, you learn to see the truth in the lie. See, and I agree with you with the children. With yeah. the children, it's possibly good to tell them about Santa Claus. Because, because... I say he exists, it doesn't exist. No, no, you said that it exists and blah, blah, blah. Because they, when, they are grown, when they grow up, when they are 10, 12, and they by themselves figure out that Santa Claus doesn't exist. That, for their intellect, that's amazing. Yes. That yes. If, you, if, you, if you had told them from the before, from, from, if you had told them from the very beginning that there is no Santa Claus, there is, probably, maybe they didn't have that leap. So, yeah. the, the usefulness of absurd, that's why I say it's for children. Yes. That, the, yeah. That's why I say it's for children because there is a God that sees you all the time. There is Santa Claus that sees you all the time. So the child, oh, ah, but then he grows up and says, hmm, maybe not. And then, ah, it was mom and dad that gave me this. Huh? That moment, bah, and then he starts reading. Yeah, but, then, but then there's another step, which I did. I them start to doubt the doubt, because uh, I, I gave them at Christmas time. They knew that we got this, for, they, they, they figured it out, okay? But I made a surprise at the they found somewhere with a very strange writing two items. Who is this from? I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's from the Christmas. Maybe it's maybe it's look, they're starting to think, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe and that and that should never go away completely. Maybe there is something. Maybe maybe it's not true, but maybe there is something. Because yeah. I always tell them he exists as a concept. Doesn't he exist as a concept? Maybe. Yes, yes. So he might, be, he might not actually find him uh, made I, out of uh, I think flying around with reindeer and things, but maybe if you're walking down the street and you see someone that... Uh, That's poor. That, uh, that you know, okay? And you see that they, they fell down and they hurt themselves and they're not working or something, and then you go and you just one day... You give them. You give them something they don't know it was you, is it? Didn't you become Father Christmas? Exactly, huh? exactly. So, George, yes. I, I, so he exists among us. I have way. the suspicion, I have the suspicion that how the society was better under Greek and Latin religions. Was it better. Was better. And you don't think that it's still like that, that nothing has changed? It changed a lot. Because we all think, the thing is that when they say, when they say, ah, I, I believe in God, I tell you, look, you are, I, do you believe in Apollo? No. Do you believe in Osiris? No. You, so, you know what? You are atheist for 199 gods. Mm. I only got, I only go one god more than you. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm sure there were people in the ancient Greek that were uh, heretic against Apo against Zeus. Like, no, it's not true. There is no, there is no Zeus. I'm sure. But, there the, but the point is that. But I'm sure they, they were more accepted. That's why Greek is the, was the, was the same, was the, they invented philosophy because it was accepted. Because, the, because there was not this sense of absolute that there is Allah. I mean, uh, God is red and is judging you. No, in the Greek world, I think, in the There wasn't a monopoly. It was more accepted. You could go around in the three century before Christ and say, you know what, I think that Zeus maybe is not true. Maybe Zeus is a Ah, let's discuss. Mm. Try to do that in the year 600 in Rome. And talk about Jesus. Try. That's when people start to do poetry, I think. Or, or or meanings. Yeah. That's why all the art, all the art, uh, they were, uh, all the all the art that you see in Europe, they are they are uh, Christian art. 
because you could not do anything else. Mm. So many of the artists, they had to do, they had to say, okay, now I'm doing a nativity scene, but I can add some meaning hidden. Mm. Yeah. Because that was the only way you could, you know, and maybe that made it. There was a battle there. Maybe that one made it also more interesting, trying to, trying to conceal something that I want to say with a facade that is acceptable. Maybe. But it will, I think it will always be like that, that at, at any given moment in time, there will be the accepted reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? At some point, like you said, there were many gods, and then at some point there was only one, and then at some point people said, no, there's, no, there's nothing, and then further down we don't know what will be the accepted uh, reality. But at any given time, there's always more. Do you think, George, we got so far compared to the rest of the world because of Christianity? Do you think really it's a competitive advantage? We got the Western, so the Western. So meaning that if you look at that, for example, the Catholic and Orthodox uh, world, it's, it's, it's almost like the Muslim world, meaning that we didn't achieve... Uh, Look at the former Spanish colonies versus the former British colonies. The former British colonies are overwhelmingly much more developed, yeah. much rich, much more law and order, yeah. much more, no? The Catholic colonies, they, they don't do it. They, but they have other things. No, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm talking now, I'm talking about uh, uh, development. Pure development. I'm not saying that there are happier. No, no. I'm talking about. No, but look. you have to see that. No, no. I, that I know, but I'm, I'm more now. I, I'm you want to, okay, I want to be interested in. Okay. I'm interested in technology. I'm interested in law and order. I'm, talking, I'm interested in economic opportunities. That's so the English. That, that's absolutely the Protestant world, but in overwhelmingly because none of the Catholic world. They are disastrous countries. That's a disaster. The one the, thing I, the one thing I. So, is it that? The, the, is it that the, the 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 competitive advantage? I don't know. I'm, I'm one one thing, okay. One possibility is that Christianity itself is almost guaranteed to always be divided. But that's good. It can never be absolute. It can never be okay. This is the. This is the boss of Christianity, right? Because the boss is in the is, is in the sky now, and he's gonna come back. But it, it's not absolute. You cannot you cannot say it. So that you have the church, but the church is not absolutely united. So if there is, because we are humans, if there is one one part of the church wanting the other church is not. We don't like this at all, and they just go away and they break away so they uh, they do their own thing the one says no you're wrong the other one says you're wrong eventually they will get together and say you know what we were we were fighting over let's let's put the let's put the ball down let's let's make friends but some other people will have broken away so the, it creates just like you um, have uh, competition in the in the free but, market but that's good but so but also Christianity has got to do with um, I know the Catholics and the Protestants, their the whole work ethic is based on their religion. So in, in, Christian, in Catholic, you, you have uh, penance. So you've done something wrong, you have to go and you have to repent. So your penance is you have to go and do something. What's it? The Hail Marys or the. But it's also to go and. Uh, so you've got when, whenever you feel ah you know I should not have done that I should not have shouted at my uh, neighbor and then you go and you start to you inviting them let's uh, look at uh, I'm going to paint the wall look at my wall it's nice and I think that uh, also Protestant religion is based on that I think Catholic is more about making a penance right the Protestant is more about proving how virtuous you are by your deeds. I, I, have, I have three questions. Yeah. The first question is... I don't know if I answered your first question. No, not really. The, the first question is, is Christianity at the 
one of the main factors that made us more developed, yes, development, right? just so. development, than the rest of the world first. The yes. second one is the particular interpretation of the uh, the particular interpretation of Christianity given by the Protestant, the most effective way of doing that. And the third one is, let's say that there was no Christianity. Would, and we continue with the Latin gods, the, the, the Greek gods. Yeah. Would today we have law and order, the, the phones, cars, satellites, what do you think? Those are, those are very... Yeah, the first one, the first question was... Maybe yes. Was the first the question? question is, is Christianity very at the bottom of the success of Western civilization? I, I would say I believe it's very possible it's because very possible. It, it gives you the... It, it, Christianity gives you freedom. Because generally speaking, if you if you're not a if you if you if you don't want to believe what they tell you, it's fine, it's like it, you are free. But the Greeks they were the same. The Greeks, yes. Greeks. But it's a consideration. So but there was freedom freedom too. Yeah. And there was more freedom. Yeah, yeah, because no. In the, in, the, in the Greek the world you could have said Zeus doesn't exist. Nobody would burn in you. Nobody in in, in, in in the Christian world for for seventeen hundred years mm. they were burning you alive. So you think? Well, then I don't think I can answer that question. I so think it's, it's possible. A, it's, I, it's possible that Christianity um, is, has provided the ability, just like before, it's provided the ability for us to always say. Maybe, it, maybe it's not true, all right? I think that's the freedom you get, that even when they're imposing it on you, right? So my question and, is... And then you also say, but maybe it is true. Did so there's lose, freedom from that. Did we lose time? Hmm? Did we lose time? What do you Me mean? Meaning that, imagine that Christianity never happened, and that uh, the Roman Empire continued. Think, or the Roman Empire way of thinking continued. Yeah. Maybe today, maybe today, because science, we, lo we lost 15 centuries of science. The yeah. Middle Ages, we lost it. Imagine if we had continued. But yeah, but with this. Maybe today, be, today we, we could be able to travel in time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because at the time, at the, at the time of the Romans, there were gladiators fighting to the death, to the whole arena. So there was hard.